Welcome back to the Quacktail Podcast. I'm Charlie Folkstead, and Reed is in a new city today. Um, Reed, tell the tell the folks about your nice little journey that you've had recently. I shouldn't say nice about your your recent journey. Yeah, as some of you all know, I'm uh, I go to school in New Orleans at Tulane, so I was down there for for Ida. Um, I was fine. I went to a friend's house with power, so it was all good there, but. Yeah, the city's without power for a while. Tulane sent us sent us all back home for the next like month plus. So I was on a bus yesterday, or not yesterday, Wednesday, I guess, to um, Houston, and then I'm about to fly out to Portland today, um, back home. So it's been pretty crazy for sure, but I'm I'm good. Um, yeah, and and I guess you know to adjust i do have football tomorrow so that's exciting at least (laughs) (laughs) yeah we even had some football last night um we're recording this friday morning obviously um we got a first look at uh ohio state um we can go over that uh we had a couple other games couple pac-12 games um nothing too surprising going on um nice little game between ucf and boise last night as well uh, yeah. Today we'll go through th- through some season predictions, uh, just for every conference. Maybe predict like division and uh, uh, conference champs and playoff teams. Um, we'll go over some big games that are happening this weekend. Um, maybe do some some picks against the spread in the Pac-12 at least, and then uh, we'll preview Fresno State at the end. Um, something that we've both been looking at recently uh i did my i've been doing opponent previews or i've done the opponent preview for the daily emerald uh, which is the uvo student newspaper um that's on my you can find that on my twitter at folks at three go check that out um read i'm assuming you have some stuff coming up with scoop duck even though you've been pretty busy lately (laughs) yeah exactly i'll i'll i have some stuff coming up for sure but i'll i'll catch up on that you know obviously i was i was without internet and stuff for a while there so i'm i'm trying to get back in the swing of things i've got some player and coach interviews to catch up on to be in the know but i i know i still have a good handle on things for sure i'll be fine Lots of, you know, lots of stuff to download for the airport and the uh, airplane. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but before we go through all that stuff, uh, we're just going to give you guys kind of an overview of what to expect from the, us this season. Um, usually, of course, we're starting off with a bang because of Hurricane <laughs> Ida um, <laughs> starting off off schedule. But usually we're looking to do a um, sort of a, pre- a weekend preview on Wednesday or Thursday uh, is sort of what we usually aim for. And then um, after the games, usually on Saturday, we're going to try to get that up as quick as possible after the games. Uh, We like to do that because then we kind of get, you guys get our like instant reaction, um, sort of unfiltered, like exactly what you think about the game. Because a lot of times in our experience, you know, you wake up the next day and you're like, oh, I, you know, maybe let me go over the box score. Let me remind myself how I thought about this game last night. Um, But yeah, Yeah. kind of get it unfiltered. Is Wednesday, Thursday our target or are we looking to do earlier, like Tuesday? Yeah, sometimes we do Tuesday, especially after the playoff rankings release. Oh, that's right. Not Tuesdays. But sometime, you know, it'll it'll probably show up in your feed Wednesday a lot of times. Um, 
but yeah, exactly like you said. And, and yeah, that Saturday show, we kind of do instant reactions and like to just be in the moment of it. And then we usually do a little bit of kind of um, go back and, and look at things the following at the start of the show, the following midweek show, mm-hmm. once we've each gotten our rewatch or rewatches and <laughs> um, and yeah, but it's pretty fun. So y'all should y'all should stick around for the season. Um, we're excited to to get back going for the second season for a full season finally this year. Yeah, so honestly. Um, and yeah, like you know, two episodes a week is kind of where we're at right now uh, with school for coming up for both of us. Obviously, you're in it. You started your <laughs> school already, and I'm about to uh, later this month. Um, we both like to put out more episodes. Um, and so if we get more traction, you know, if you guys can help share this a little bit, then that'll give us more incentive to do so. Um, right. but yeah, as of right now, it's, it's really tough to make it work with school happening, but, uh, we'll see where we go from there. So that's, that's kind of what you can expect from us, um, this year. Uh, yeah. How much of the Ohio State game did you watch last night? I was glued to the Ohio State game, man. Yeah, I was. That was the big one I watched. I watched that and a, a bit of Boise UCF, and then I was mostly just checking scores for the other ones. But um, yeah, sounds like we were on the same timeline then. Yeah, but the the uh, Ohio State game was was interesting for sure. I mean, I think honestly, as a Ducks fan, you kind of that was the game you wanted. I, you know, I was talking to some of my friends down here. Um, who I was watching with and I was trying to explain to them what outcome I was rooting for. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I want Ohio State. I want everyone else to think Ohio State's still really good, but then I want to watch it and think that they're beatable. So it was a kind of tough line to thread there, but then I feel like that's almost exactly what we got in the end. You know, they won by 14. They're not going to lose much traction in the rankings, but there were just a few points there where they did look, um, you know, like they weren't invincible for sure. Stroud, you know, he's going to be a good quarterback, I think. I, I'm not saying they should bench him or anything, but there were times when he missed missed open throws. Um, and, you know, times when, especially I think it was at the end of the first half, mm-hmm. you know, they kind of were down – down four I guess it was and they came out and it was like okay this would be a really good time to get a drive and steal it back before the half and he threw a pick yeah and with fields out there that's probably what would have happened you know if Justin Fields was back out there again and so that was just a moment like those are exactly the plays that Oregon would need to go their way Um, and just knowing that the Buckeyes aren't going to be a complete machine uh, in those big spots is encouraging that that Oregon at least will have a shot next Saturday. I think. What did you see? Um, similar with Stroud, of course. It's it's always hilarious, like with these first games of the season, to see like I don't. I'm sure you saw like the screenshots of uh, the two four seven Bucknuts board. Um, people were like calling for Stroud's head, and it wasn't even <laughs> the first half. And it's like Jesus Christ, you guys like. He's a freshman. Like, calm down. Um, I was really disappointed about the targeting call, which is not something I want to like zoom in on a ton, but I just needed to mention that. 
Also, of course, I had Ohio State by 15 on the spread, so I got screwed, royally screwed on that play. Um, if they let it go, then Ohio State likely covers. Um, but yeah, I think that should have been targeting. What's his name should be out for the first half of next week. But you know what? It can't really dwell on it. There were a couple weird yeah. non-targeting calls throughout the night, uh, especially in that Boise game. There were like three instances where Boise could have gotten targeting i think um or very close to it so and there were a couple calls all night that that seemed to go ohio state's way um and again i had them on the spread so i was kind of rooting for them um against minnesota i think they they definitely have some defensive questions that are interesting obviously before mo ibrahim went down for minnesota their top running back um you know, they, they were doing pretty well. Uh, even the first couple drives of the game, while they I think they both resulted in punts, they still had some decent yardage. Um, they were able to move the ball. Tanner Morgan had uh, someone in my group chat said he had some awful Andy Dalton vibes about him. Um, and that definitely showed. I think even though Morgan's an experienced guy, I think Brown or Brown slash Thompson slash whoever's out there can you know have a better performance than that um so overall yeah, yeah I'm, not, could, I'm not too concerned yeah overall my thing was just like you know Oregon can do everything Minnesota did last night uh at least yes. to put themselves yes. in that position early um you know I think the oh the matchup in the o-line is a big thing um the o-line needs to be improved from last year for Oregon for sure Mm-hmm. I think a, a few other notes that just kind of zoom in on stuff specifically from Ohio State. I think one thing, the secondary, you know, they had a few moments where um, there was that one deep ball, especially where they just got beat yeah. and had to grab them. Uh, I feel like that happened a few times where their secondary yeah, was, not, was not great. Um and Oregon has a pretty good receiving room this year, obviously, as, as we know, as we've talked about. Um, the two other things were the running back rotation is, is obviously big. I think for whatever reason, most people nat- nationally know Master Teague's name uh, first, but it seems like the, the buzz out of camp has been about Mayan Williams. Um, he had yeah. a big run, um, but, you know, for for me, the guy I'm most scared of is Travion Henderson. He had a, I think, 80 yeah, yard touchdown reception or 70 yard touchdown reception. He's the five star freshman, um, and so you know, I, I think Ducks fans, in my opinion, should hope that he just doesn't get that traction in terms of carries this early in the season, mm-hmm. um, because he's the he's the real game breaker. I think you know Tegan Williams are are solid backs you know they they certainly they certainly could um rush for a lot of yards on Oregon if they just you know if if Oregon tackles like they did against uh Oregon State last year (laughs) oh boy (laughs) but um but Henderson can really pop the big plays I think the most out of those three um so that's one thing and then the other thing is is the receiver rotation I think is worth noting you know, I've kind of done this uh, before and just said that Ohio State's receiver room is so talented and deep, which I think is kind of 
you know, it's true in a sense. They do have a lot of talent there. But in terms of how the how the targets actually break up, it's a lot of Wilson and Olave. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, those are the two that that, that offense is built around. Um, and I think people know from our recruiting perspective, uh, Fleming and Agbuka are the two like five-star guys who are younger. But mm-hmm. we didn't really see almost any of them last night. Um, we saw Wilson, Olave, a bit of, of Smith and Jigba from the slot. And then uh, their tight end, Ruckert, I think, is, is his name, is, is solid as well. But, you know, really, I think it's kind of that two-headed snake of, of Wilson and Olave. And both those guys are really good, don't get me wrong. But um, if you can contain one of those guys with Mikhail Wright or something and – you know, you can make a dent in that uh, receiving room for sure, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the age-old problem of like, oh, yeah, Minnesota, like, you know, they they played them pretty tight. You know, they played them pretty well. Uh, and then Ohio State just made the more big plays. Well, <laughs> when you have this kind of depth at the skill positions, I mean, we just mentioned three different running backs who could probably start for – basically any team they wanted to. Um, That's just a running back. Uh, Get to the receivers. And I mean, there's, they're like six deep of guys who will probably be in the league. Um, And this is what we saw last night is it's like, it just takes one play. uh, And this this game can totally flip on its head. That's what scares me about this team. Um, Comes down to, like you said, things like tackling. Um, I'm excited to see Sewell and Flo go after a guy like, Tag or Williams uh, or Henderson for that matter. Um, but yeah, that, right. that mid and second level tackling is going to be huge. Uh, guys like Verone need to just, I mean, get a body on a lobby. Like do not let that guy run free. Um, yeah. Even yeah. if you have to give up a catch, like just, just tackle the dude or honestly just like take, take the PI. Um, right. And the other thing- he's, you can't give him a yard of space. Or he's gone. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is like home field advantage. I think, you know, there's some theories out there about coming off of COVID, how big of an impact it has. I think mm-hmm. that um, it's worth noting, you know, I mean, obviously, Ohio State was in a road environment tonight, which, you know, probably had an outsized effect on them potentially with a young quarterback. Um, and, and Minnesota's a solid team. I think they're a top mm-hmm. 30-ish team. Um, I still think Ohio State is a top, I don't know, a five, six, somewhere in there. Um, I think I might put A&M above them or maybe Iowa State. I'm not sure. I, I've said for a while that I think Ohio State's the worst of that group of five, mm-hmm. that top that top five that we all know. But um, they're still a really good team, obviously, and they could still beat Oregon by 20 next week easily. Uh, if mm-hmm. things go their way, you know, but I think they did look, they did look beatable at times too. I think that Oregon fans should have some hope at least going into that game. Yeah, I agree. Um, and like you mentioned, I mean, it's not necessarily that uh, Minnesota, Minnesota's talent stacked up to the point where they were able to compete with Ohio state when they, when we saw them get momentum, which was kind of towards the, well, was 
second quarter, like end of the first half, um, they were really just playing with fire. Like uh, their guys were pushing for extra yards on every carry. Like they kept just pounding the ball and it was kind of working. Um, they had a huge fourth and one. I think yeah, that on fourth that, and one was I think huge. they might have been down 10-0 and they went for it on fourth and one, like in their own territory. Yeah, it was at like their own 30-something. Um, yeah. And that surprised me because they had two opportunities where they maybe could have gone for it. It was like fourth and short to medium right at midfield earlier in the game. And I don't know. It was like whoever the sideline reporter was asked PJ Fleck at halftime, the Minnesota head coach about like, Oh, you know, was there any question of whether we were going to go for it? And he was like, no, that's Minnesota football. Like that's what we do. And it's like, well, you passed up two opportunities to do it earlier in the game. So like, is is that really what you had to do? Like, um, I don't know. And, and mind you, like earlier in the game or throughout the game, I should say, uh, there were a couple of third downs where Minnesota would go to the wildcat, uh, and just snap it to Ibrahim and have him like fake a handoff and run it up the gut. And both times Ohio state snipped it out like really well. It, It happened at least two times, maybe three. Um, someone said it was just like every time, uh, Minnesota goes to the Wildcat. Ohio State just puts on a, a run defense clinic. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was not going super well for them. Obviously, I expect Moorhead to be a little more creative. Um, with Brown, he used to specialize in short yardage for us last season. So, um, yeah, it's really those just third downs that are going to be a big factor because I do think we'll face a lot of them. Uh, even though this, you know, for sure, like we mentioned, this defense is like we can score with them. Um, but it, we are gonna, at the end of the day, we are going to face some third downs. Uh, and I think that might be a place where we have the edge considering, uh, Stroud last night. I mean, he really did not look, uh, up to the billing at all. Yeah. Um, like you said, you know, maybe maybe the home crowd had something to do with that with Minnesota. But um, I don't know, man, just some of this accuracy and like I get it. It's a home crowd and, or it's a tough crowd at Minnesota. Like, yeah, whatever. There's a hell of a lot more pressure on every one of those players in the Oregon game than there is uh, at at Minnesota, I think. Um, yeah, I think that's probably right. Uh, yeah, I mean, and. I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy that we're only a week away from that. But I do, I do agree for sure that you know they've showed flaws at times, and it's just going to be about executing for Oregon. Really, at the end of the day, they can win. I think you know I'm most nervous just see if that O line gets a push. I think that's the one area yeah. that I'm that I'm worried that we might not be able to replicate Minnesota's success there. Yeah, Minnesota's um, got a big O line. Um, and even so, like, even when they tried to go power against them, like I mentioned on those short yardage, third downs, Ohio state still like blew them off the ball, um, blew them off the line of scrimmage. So, um, might have to scheme around that. Maybe you, well, actually, I don't know about that. I, I think our offensive line is good enough to compete. I just don't know. I don't know. Well, here's the other part that makes it tough to talk about this game is that we still haven't seen the ducks play. Um, Right. <laughs> so like a lot of other fans, I, that was sort of the conclusion I landed at last night was like, I'll, I'll have a lot more to say about this once I see Oregon in action. Um, so we'll definitely go over that after the yeah. game at the weekend. Um, anything else you want to take from this game uh, before we move to some other stuff? No, I think we hit it all for sure. Okay, cool. 
Um, again, it was the final word I'll say is it was just tough to watch because you knew Ohio State was going to win the whole time. Uh, and by the end of the game, it wasn't really competitive after you, especially after Ibrahim got injured. Sucks for him. Yeah. Uh, feel for the guy. Yeah, for sure. um, but yeah, it was a good, good Thursday game. Good uh, kind of reopening to the football season. Cause last week, like, yeah, it was football, but we were all watching Nebraska and Illinois play. That doesn't really. <laughs> um, so let's see today, Friday night, tonight, uh, we got North Carolina at Virginia tech. Um, that could be a big, big game for the, uh, well, it is a big game for the ACC race. North Carolina is like the trendy pick to it's, it's the hipsters pick to win the ACC or the non Clemson pick, I should say to win the ACC. Um, and they're only five and a half point favorites at Virginia tech. Obviously it's a pretty famous, uh, hostile environment. And is that? Blacksburg, Lynchburg, Blacksburg. I think so. Um, Virginia Tech is starting Braxton Burmeister, are they not? Um, I believe they are, yeah. (laughs) I I have a hard time staying away from from this North Carolina line. Uh, (laughs) Just based on that alone. (laughs) I don't know how to feel about about Braxton. I mean, I, I would love to see him go out and be successful, but Oh, of course, yeah. Obviously, we have a knowledge level there that, you know, as a sample size at Oregon suggests something else, probably. Um, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be on the plane during this game, unfortunately. I'm mm-hmm. maybe going to try to get Wi-Fi, see if I can stream it on there. But, yeah, I'm bummed to be missing that. Because if, if this game gets tight, it could be really interesting. I mean, this won't be a game. The Ohio State game, like you said, it felt like, oh, Ohio State can't lose this. But with UNC, with UNC at Virginia Tech, I think, you know, UNC can lose this game 100%. They could lose. Um, is it, it's, you know, I'd pick them still, but it's, it's possible for sure. I could definitely see this being a game where UNC doesn't cover but still wins. Um, yeah. maybe, maybe win by a field goal, you know, right. uh, or poke ahead with like a four-point you know, poke ahead with the late touchdown and get the win. Um, that being said, I would, I'm, I might still bet this. I might take this line uh, at UNC minus five and a half. Um, uh, we had some games last night other than Ohio State. Obviously, UCF Boise was very intriguing. Uh, UCF ended up winning that after Boise kind of shot themselves in the foot uh, yeah. repeatedly. Um, not a great start for Avalos there. Uh, but you know, again, they, they played UCF really well. I think that's a pretty even game. That's an even game on neutral field. I think, um, first time, first time head coach too, and everything like it, you know, it's gonna, it's not going to be super smooth there. Yeah. I, I don't think, you know, it's, I think Avalos could be a good coach down the road, but the, you know, he's not it's the a tough place to, to open, start. you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a good environment in the bounce house. There was a weather delay that pushed it like all the way to Pac-12 time. Um, so that that was a fun one. Uh, Coastal Carolina beat Citadel. Nobody cares. Uh, Utah beat Weber State 40-17. to This one also had a weather delay. Um, some people totally not, uh, not convinced on Utah, though, from the Pac-12 people I saw tweeting about it. Um, Arizona State beat the crap out of Southern Utah. Um, 
Jaden Daniels uh, had a pretty good game, I think. Oh, and Charlie Brewer had a good game, good game for Utah as well. Um, but yeah, uh, not much to learn from those. Do you want to go over some Saturday games? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, your uh, beloved Tulane game got moved to Norman, Oklahoma. I um, know, dude. <laughs> what bullshit, man. We, we, that was about to be our home game. We, yeah, it's like the game we of the, that's the Super Bowl for Tulane. <laughs> we're going to pull the upset, too. Yeah, we'll yeah. Never, we'll never know now, I guess. But, I mean, we were just going to pull the upset if it was at home. <laughs> um. <laughs> Maybe the you know that raucous Tulane crowd, <laughs> <laughs> the the wave baby. Um, yeah. Hey, they got to practice at uh, with Alabama though, right? So who knows? Maybe <laughs> maybe maybe some magic sauce rubs off. Um, we got yeah, Penn State can... of Wisconsin this weekend. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Penn State's nineteen, Wisconsin's twelve. Uh, Wisconsin five and a half point favorites. That's a noon Eastern game. Um, so that'll be in the same time slot as the Oregon game next week. So I don't know, maybe some, some fans on the West coast want to practice waking up early uh, to watch big 10 football. I will say I, I watched a little bit of that Fox. Like they're basically trying to replicate college game day. It doesn't really come off for me, honestly. Uh, it just no, feels like, really forced. Day guy. Yeah. I can't picture myself tuning in for Fox. I'm sorry. Uh, other than to just watch literal football. Right. Um, what else? Uh, let's see on, on this timeline. Obviously, Fresno uh, comes to town at 11 o'clock. That's a nice early one. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Yeah, my kind of schedule is wake up, watch watch a bit of game day, at least see the picks. Then I'm going Penn State. With, well, I'll be in Oregon, too. I'm excited for that. It's yeah. be back watching early football in early fall. Oregon, but watch Penn State, Wisconsin. That'll be good. Both in the in the JP poll, not the AP poll, but the <laughs> JP poll. Uh, Josh Pate, for those that don't know, uh, I think Penn State and Wisconsin are both top ten. So yeah. uh, that will be a good game. I'm super excited for that. Then, kind of, I'll have the Fresno State Oregon game on as well. Then you move into the noon uh, or twelve thirty slot. You have Miami, Alabama. We'll see how long that stays competitive. If not, there's there's a ranked matchup between Indiana and Iowa sitting there. Um, and then you kind of go Louisiana, Texas at one at uh, at one thirty there. And so there's a lot of good stuff there. Obviously, leading up before the big one, Georgia, Clemson. Is there any other games that you want to hit on in those slots? Um, just a couple I'm keeping an eye on. Uh, you, you mean in the early slots? Well, anywhere, really. Um, San Jose State, USC, I think could be interesting. USC is only two touchdown favorite in that. Um, yeah, Louisiana, Texas, obviously. Uh, Louisiana, the ranked Raging Cajuns going into ranked Texas. Um, that'll be a great matchup, hopefully. Um, I don't know. Are you like me where you kind of just root for the the big teams to fail uh, when you yeah. don't have a dog in the fight? Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, Texas only Texas are nine point favorites there. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm a Louisiana fan at one thirty for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Um, um, you want to just give our what if we just give our picks for like 
or our thoughts on like the three big games I have are our Bama Miami, Georgia Clemson, and then the LSU UCLA game I'm really interested in. Yeah, let's do it. Um, Alabama Miami, uh, Alabama's 18 and a half point favorites. Again, this one starts at 1230. Um, so it's your daytime game. It's in Atlanta, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, Alabama historically, like, whoops people in these games. Uh, We've seen it with USC. We've seen it with Florida State. We've seen it with, I don't know, a bunch of other teams probably. Uh, They get these week one neutral site games, and they just blow the brakes off people. Um, If I – I think I'm staying away from this line because I, you know, I want Miami to make it competitive. Um, But I would take Bama. Uh, I think Miami's a good team, but I mean, if if they get beat, if they get blown out, were they overrated? Um, maybe they drop like a little bit in the standings if they really get uh, hogtied. But um, it it just depends how good this Bama team is too. I mean, I'll be honest. I think I don't think they're as good as they were last year. I I still think oh, they're a top not. three team, but you know, I think. I think they're a team that probably drops a game sometime in the regular season. Um, I think it would be pretty – I think it's more likely they do that than go undefeated into the SEC championship game. Um, so, I, I could see – and, you know, Bryce Young getting out there for the first time. I could definitely see Miami, um, you know, maybe keeping it close early, at least them kind of stopping the Alabama offense for a couple drives mm-hmm. and and it staying close for a second there. But I think Bama's defense is really good talent-wise, physically, coaching, all that. They just have such a clear advantage, I think, that it, it's tough to see this one being close in the fourth quarter, but I could see it being close at least for – for the first quarter or something. I'm thinking of this the same way I was thinking about Ohio state last night is like Alabama's going to win at some point, Uh brand new quarterback, got some questions there with Bryce young, but like Stroud, he's expected to be um, really good. Obviously he's starting for Alabama. So that's, you know, good enough to win pretty much any game in college football. Uh, I think ex- that our, our, wise. our opinion on Bama versus Miami though, compared to that Ohio State Minnesota game kind of shows you why Ohio State is just a little bit below Bama. You yeah, know, because yeah. My, Miami and Minnesota are pretty I mean Miami's probably a bit a little bit better than Minnesota. I think I still think Minnesota's a you know a solid team, but um, the fact that people think Alabama's gonna handle Miami so kind of dominantly, whereas Ohio State you know, struggled with Minnesota at times does kind of show that gap there a bit. I think, especially on the defensive side, I think Alabama's a lot better. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, I, if anything, Alabama beat down is kind of what I'm expecting eventually. Uh, but like you said, maybe, maybe it could be close. Uh, maybe Miami and Derek can keep it close. Um, what was the second game? Oh, Georgia Clemson, obviously. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking Georgia. Um, might take him straight up. Uh, yeah. Wow. Obviously, Georgia's dealt with injuries, but the I think what we're learning is that both teams are dealing with injuries, and that uh, Dabo was keeping stuff a little closer to the vest than Kirby. Um, 
yeah, man. True. Obviously, sure. I'm I'm extremely biased, uh, but I got Georgia. Um, I think the the matchup that people have been focusing on the last few days is that uh, interior defensive line for Georgia. Obviously, with guys like Jordan Davis against um, that a Clemson like interior offensive line that is banged up. Um, so yeah, I I think that can make a huge difference in the game. We've seen what both these quarterbacks can do a little bit. Uh, like we, we've had little tastes of it with JT going like 4-0 last year and with DJ Uyunglele, uh looking pretty damn good in his two games. So, yeah, I, I'm just hoping for a good game and I think we'll get one. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, it's got to be Georgia. Yeah, I'm, I'm just so excited for this game. Um, I, I've gone back and forth. I think Clemson's really good, but I do that interior O line, you know, that's a, that is one of those places you do not want to be weak against Georgia. Um, and so they have a chance to be really disruptive there. Uh, and on the other side, I think, um, you know, how will the Georgia offense execute? Will it finally come into its own and be kind of the offense that everyone's wanted it to be? Or will, you know, not having Pickens and Eric Gilbert um, and Darnell Washington kind of still still stop it from fully executing on that level? How good is JT Daniels really um, playing a team as good as Clemson? All these are things to watch, I think. It's just going to be a really interesting game. And, and I also just want to push back on, I've heard some people say, you know, oh, this game doesn't really matter. Um, it's a preseason game almost, and both these teams are still going to be fine if they win or lose. Not I can twelve I teams com- yet. <laughs> yeah, I completely disagree with that. I think Clemson loses. You know, if they go undefeated from there on out, there's a chance. There's a, there's a good chance they still get in. I think, but you know, then they have no margin for error the rest of the way. Um, and again, that you know, they're not a perfect team. They could lose for sure. Um, and on the other side, Georgia, I mean, you're in the SEC. Uh, their schedule sets up a bit more favorably before than, than some years um, because Auburn is down and, and they're better than Florida this year. Um, and they don't draw Alabama or anything. But still, you know, they could always pick up a loss there. And, and that would be having two losses before an SEC title game would be pretty pretty tough position as well so i think it's a huge game um and especially also on the just for georgia particularly on the you know recruiting trail and just kind of what is this gonna this would be a big win for georgia to finally get that kind of statement victory over a team like alabama or clemson um you know one of the top three two in the sport would be a big statement for for Georgia for sure. Um, oh yeah, definitely. So these guess, are the games they lose. <laughs> yeah, I think I I I think I'm still leaning Clemson super close. Basically, I think the spread is is about right on. Uh, I just I I, I kind of can't pick Georgia until I see it. I was so close to picking them against Alabama. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what year that was. I think it was in. I, I guess it was last year. Yeah. Um, Stetson, Oof. yeah, with with Stetson, I know, but they they were really close in that game. 
Oh, at the, the start half, yeah. in the first half, yeah, it looked like they were. Then Bama pulled away, but for a second, I was like, "Hey, George is going to do this, maybe." Um, but then I, yeah, so, so I, I just can't pick them until I see it. But I, don't, I don't think your pick's unreasonable at all. They're they're just as talented, and with that interior O line of Clemson, they have a chance to be really disruptive. Uh, the last game we mentioned, um, different teams, same spread, LSU minus three and a half at the Rose Bowl against UCLA. Um, this is this is a really interesting one. Uh, I've seen people like Andy Staples say that LSU is going to blow them out. Um, other people think USC, UCLA can hang with them. Um, I think the first thing we kind of have to consider in this matchup is – We've all seen the memes about UCLA's Rose Bowl attendance last week. Um, this stadium will be mostly purple. Uh, LSU is going to take this thing over. So just yeah. don't be surprised when you see that. Um, and yeah, like the natural like conclusion of that is that uh, this is not necessarily a home game for UCLA. Um, like the crowd probably won't be really behind them all that much uh so i'm in that sense it makes me want to pick lsu but it's tough because you can draw more conclusions about sec teams than pac-12 teams last year i think it's fair to say uh we saw a lot more out of these sec teams they obviously played more games um ucla hung in a few games last year but again we can't draw a ton from that uh, I think it's safer to look at the Hawaii game and be like, okay, they have a really good run game. You know, we don't really know if DTR is consistent enough at quarterback for them, but for LSU, like in what we saw last year, that defense was bad. It was straight up. bad. Yeah. Um, lest we forget. Yes. They beat Florida at the end of the year because someone threw a shoe. Um, this is the team that got beaten. You know, they, they got ran out of their own building by Mississippi state in week one. Um, so I don't know, man, I'm having a hard time staying off UCLA, but overall I'll, I'll probably stay away from the spread personally. Yeah. I'm yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really bet in general, but I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't bet this anyways. Um, I think LSU is, you know, I, I, there's a reason that they're favored a bit. I think most people kind of looking from the outside think LSU should be favored by more, or at least they did when this line first came out, but then uh, there's been some movement towards UCLA. I think UCLA is good for sure. I think, um, I think it'll be a good game, but I'll, I probably have LSU pulling it out barely in the end. Um, kind of boring, but you know, both of us, both of us tend to think that Vegas lines exist for a reason. Um, yeah. <laughs> they usually know what they're talking about. Usually. Yes. <laughs> Um, do you want to hit on any of these other Pac-12 games? We kind of talked San Jose State. USC is a big one. Um, Montana, Washington, you know, not much to see there, really. We get to look at what Washington does, but, you know, they're not exactly on upset alert. Uh, this is the type of game where, like, I'll, I'll consider Washington a threat if they put, like, a, give them a low threshold, like 40 or more, 45 or more past Minnesota. like. Right. you should be beating the crap out of this team. Um, right. Fresno, you know, different story. I think they're a much better team. We'll get into that in a, in a little bit. No, um, 100%. Yeah. But Montana's, 
like big sky school. Like they're FCS. Right. You should you should be beating the crap out of them, Washington, uh, right. especially at home. So, and then I don't know. Some I'd of the, like to go ahead. Well, yeah, there there are some other big ones on this Pac-12 schedule too. I mean, like Stanford or Stanford plays Kansas State. Oregon State plays Purdue. Uh, Cal. That plays Oregon Nevada. State Purdue is uh, that's getting a nice primetime slot on fs1 yeah <laughs> like what what better way to show off your you know compare your conferences than throw your two worst teams into the gauntlet <laughs> on i know i mean i'm i'm actually really excited to watch that i mean unfortunately it'll be second monitor for sure um with it overlapping with clemson georgia but i, I want to see how that looks definitely it, you know i think all those are opportunities i think pac schools are are underdogs versus both Stanford's underdogs versus Kansas State, Oregon State's an underdog versus Purdue, but those are winnable games for the Pac-12 mm-hmm. and would help the conference perception a lot if they did win, I think. Oh, 100%, yeah. Uh, something we've been mentioning throughout the summer is like the Pac-12 has some big chances to kind of flip the script here um, early in the season, including Stanford, Kansas State in Arlington in Jerry World. Uh, this is a really weird matchup this is also on fs1 uh and it's another 9 a.m pacific game um so if you got two screens you know maybe maybe penn state wisconsin and throw this on your other one um kansas state are like two and a half three and a half point favorites here and i mean we expect stanford to be bad but like this is just a classic game that i think is like a toss-up um yeah. Kansas State might have the geographic edge in terms of where the game's being played, but like I don't think that's really a big difference. Um, yeah, I think I think when they booked this game in Arlington, they maybe hoped that Stanford and Kansas State would both be a little better. <laughs> Facts, yeah, they probably booked this back in yeah, you're right, like ten years ago or whatever. Yeah, both legit. Um, and on this yeah. ESPN schedule, you know how they have like the ticket prices listed, like tickets as low as blank. This one's tickets as low as five bucks. Um, oh my god! So if you're if you're around, if I was sticking in, yeah, if I was sticking in Texas for the weekend, maybe I'd have to go check it out. <laughs> um, um, that's that's funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really know. It's it's so tough to preview these games when we haven't seen the teams exactly. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a shot in the dark. I'm just excited to see them though, for sure. Yeah, same. Uh, some other Pac-12 schedules or games on the schedule. Uh, Cal hosts Nevada. Or are they going? Yeah, yeah, they host Nevada. Um, three and a half point favorites for Cal. I think that might be a little low, a little disrespectful to Cal. Although Nevada did win the Mountain West last year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, again, kind of toss up there. Uh, Utah State Washington State is a late game. Same with BYU Arizona. BYU 12 and a half point favorites in in Las Vegas is a neutral site. Um, this can this can be a big game for – I mean, it is a big game for Jed Fish in Arizona. Uh, their win where, total – Where else are they going to get a win other than Northern yeah. Arizona? Um, if I could find it real quick, Arizona's win total is two and a half. Uh, you took the is over and I took the under on that. What? Is it really? And I took the over on that? Yeah, yeah. I would like to revoke that. <laughs> It's too late. It's set in stone. Um, I've got them beating Arizona, Northern Arizona. I think that's about it. Yeah. Uh, BYU could be terrible, though. Uh, we're not sure yet. 
So yeah. they played a they they kind of they really soaked up the we'll play anybody last year. Um, oh jeez, I think I think Coastal was their only loss. Um, but, and that was the only team they actually like went and played. Yeah, yeah, they were pretty. <laughs> those games were pretty uncompetitive. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm hoping for Arizona, obviously. Uh, I think we missed one game. Oh, we mentioned it. San Jose State and USC. Again, I might take USC on this. Uh, they've just got more talent everywhere. Um, San Jose State did get a warm-up game last week, and their quarterback threw for 400 yards and four touchdowns, but it was against some – Southern know. Utah. Yes, thank you. Of course. How could I forget? Um, <laughs> the same team who got blown out by Arizona, last, Arizona State last night. Um, so yeah, just something to watch there. If, you know, again, these are the type of games where even if one team is going to win and they're expected to win and they still win, how they win is very important, uh, for things like conference perception. Um, so yeah, definitely some winnable games on this opening slate for the PAC 12. Uh, hopefully that LSU game goes UCLA's way. Shoot. Maybe the Oregon state game could help in that regard. Probably not. Um, but yeah, games like BYU Arizona where you're not favored, you know, step it up, step up and make a game out of it. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, do we want to give our official like conference championship and playoff predictions now, just real quick? Yep, let's do it. Um, okay. Let's... Starting at the top ACC. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll go talk. <laughs> yeah, Chalk Clemson over UNC for me. Yeah, Clemson, Clemson over USC. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised to see Miami there, but anybody else, I, I would be. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's the ACC. Uh, let's do let's do SEC. Okay. Um, I've got Georgia in the East, Bama in the West. That's the consensus. I don't know, man. I think this is the year that Georgia can beat them. Um, yeah, that, that's all I have to say. <laughs> We'll know. We'll know a lot more after today. I think Georgia. Yeah, I think Georgia could beat them, um, but I don't know. I, yeah, I still think we'll have to see how Bryce Young looks and how JT Daniels looks. Ultimately, I think if Daniels continue, if Daniels, you know, just looks a little above average and. Bryce Young really comes on and looks kind of how DJ looked last year and, and is really good, especially by that conference title game, then I'll have to pick Bama. But, you know, if, if Daniels and Georgia look really good versus Clemson this weekend and Bama kind of struggles, then, then Georgia will probably end up being my pick. I think it's tough to see it, you know, to make a pick other than Bama, Georgia in the game. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I'm going to end up going Bama to win it, but. Um, that could change definitely as the season progresses. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm I'm having a hard time going against the chalk on a lot of these because, uh, like, in, in last year, because largely because of the pandemic, we kind of saw that um, everyone got a little bit worse, but the good team, the the really 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 good teams, got a little less worse if that makes sense. Um, I think that kind of played out in like exactly what we expected to happen happening um, in the playoff last year. 
So just not, I'm not buying uh, a team like A&M getting an over Bama. Um, yeah, I kind of will say too, like I have a lot of, um, even though I think that these teams are still the best, that those top five, you know, I, I do, like I said, think Bama has a loss in the regular season. Um, I think, you know, I think there's a good chance Clemson, when they play Georgia, could have a loss at some point. I mean, I think they at least have like a 40% chance to lose against Georgia. And then I think there's, you know, other games there that they could lose, including that conference title game. So Mm -hmm. just because I picked the chalk doesn't necessarily mean I think that those teams are all undefeated. Right. Yeah. No, same. Um, Again, we'll we'll know a lot more after both Georgia and Alabama play ranked teams in week one. Right. Um, Let's see. Uh, Let's go Big Ten, shall we? Um, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan are all in the east, uh, if you forgot. And then Wisconsin's in the west and other (laughs) teams. Uh, Iowa really being the only team that has a shot at that. Um, Again, I'm having a real hard time going against chalk here. We did see some cracks from Ohio State yesterday, but overall, they're just so much more talented than everybody else here. I got to go with the Buckeyes in the East um, and uh, Wisconsin in the West. I don't know. I I wish I could pick this after the Penn State game. Um, We can. We're allowed to. It's our podcast. This is true. Yes, it is our podcast. Um, that being said, though, I as as stated on Split Zone Duo yesterday, uh, I would not be surprised if um, Wisconsin loses this first game and we still end up seeing them in the Rose Bowl at the end of the year. Um, right. Uh, do you see anyone other than Ohio State winning this conference? Be honest. I think Ohio State probably wins it. Yeah, I do. I don't think I don't have Ohio State in my playoff, but I do think they probably win it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I think they could easily get tripped up a couple times, but I just can't. I don't see another team in their division who's gonna. I, I just it's hard to see Penn State actually winning the division after what we, what we saw them last year, and mm-hmm. then. I also think by the by conference championship weekend, I think Ohio State will have improved enough that they will probably beat Wisconsin or or whoever it is. You know, I have Wisconsin, but who, if it's Iowa or anyone, I still will have them favored in that game. Illinois, maybe you know, given how good they looked. <laughs> yeah, um, hitting mostly. <laughs> Nebraska's bad, dude. They're they're in some serious trouble. Yeah, our old buddy Scott Frost is on thin ice. The Big 12 doesn't have divisions, but it does have a conference title game um, consisting of the top two teams. Oklahoma's pretty much slated to be one of those, uh, and Iowa State is another tr- is a trendy pick to be the other. Not even a trendy pick. They're the ex- they're expected to be the other one. Um, if Ohio if Iowa State isn't that that second team um who is texas oklahoma state maybe even tcu tcu horned frogs Ooh. all the way man i i mean i'm not picking them to be there but if it, <laughs> I, if they're the third ones that's that's who it is i think um i i'm i'm considering them for sure like i think they're right in the mix it's tough when i do i do think that 
I think that top five is like a is the tier, like we said, but I think there is an argument for that top seven kind of adding in Iowa State and Texas A&M as like a, you know, tier one light this season. Oh my goodness. What? I don't know about that, dude. I'm not, I'm not buying an <laughs> Iowa State hype. Um, I think they're a top, you know, maybe, maybe top 10 team. I just, six is just way too high for me personally. I would put them down like where we are, honestly. Um, and I, I get it. You have to rank Iowa State ahead of us right now because they beat us in the Fiesta Bowl. But like, I put them at like I don't know. I, I think they're more on the on par with like in a North Carolina uh, than a Georgia. Well, they're, um, they're no love for Texas either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no love. No, of course, no love for Texas. <laughs> never. You'll never catch me giving love for Texas. Good. Um, I believe we've arrived at the Pac-12. Um, yes. Let's let's just get to the real question this year. Who wins the South? Uh, and why is it not Utah? Because everybody and their sister is picking Utah to win the damn South, and I'm not buying it. Uh, I think Arizona yeah. State and USC are more are better equipped than Utah to win the South. I want UCLA to have a better schedule so bad because I would actually – I would pick them. Um, they just have a murder's row in the middle of that schedule. UW yeah, it's, at it's UW, just, then they play us, and then they play at Utah three weeks in a row. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to pick anyone. I don't uh, – there's, there's things that I really make me hesitant about all of these teams. Um all the the four I'm considering those four, not Arizona or Colorado. I think those yeah. four all have a real shot though. Um, and I think UCLA, honestly, I might pick them to beat those other teams just in a vacuum. Um, at least in a big spot. Like USC is better, but like I just don't trust them at all. Um, yeah, I don't either. But that said, I, I probably have to go USC. I don't – yeah. I'll pick Arizona State. Um, that just yeah. is like – I just can't. For me, I just can't. get. But you might – you could be right. Because the scandal just, stuff or just because yeah, you can't get the past scandal. the talent? Oh, okay. No, because of the scandal. I would have been fine picking them before that. But I'm just like – Honestly, I – like about to implode, but maybe, maybe it won't. My whole thinking behind that is like – I don't think the NCAA is competent enough to get any any real substantive work done uh, anytime soon. Regarding yeah, you're, that. you're right. You're right. So even when they're quite literally handed like a docket of evidence against, you know, from within the program that committed uh, these violations, they, they still haven't, you know, done anything yet. So I don't really know if it ends up affecting this football season. The, the biggest way we thought it might affect them is through transfers out, but that deadline came and went with nobody leaving. So, yeah. Um, I'm just, I think I'm just going to stick with USC. I'll just go work yeah, over USC. Fine. And make no mistake, I would, I would not be surprised to see any one of those four teams we just mentioned uh, USC, ASU, Utah, or UCLA um, winning that Same. division. Uh, we all know who's winning the conference, though. So I don't even know if we have to say it. 
Um, yeah. What's next on our list here? Playoff, playoff predictions. Lock them in. Oh, Jesus. Um, ugh. can you go first? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've said it before. I think I've got Bama, Oklahoma, and Clemson pretty much. I'm just going to pick them, even though I think Georgia could take Bama's spot for sure. Um, I don't know. Maybe I. Uh, I don't know whether I probably between Georgia and AM for that last spot. I don't really want it to be AM, so I guess I'll go Georgia. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't really know how that's going to shake out. They could just have two losses and get in, probably. Uh, yeah, I'll just go Bama, Oklahoma, Clemson, Georgia, I guess. I just uh, I don't know who else it would be. Cincinnati. Or, or Oregon need to kind of shake things. It's just if Cincinnati and Oregon aren't good, I think we're getting two SEC teams in. Cincinnati you know, and Oregon aren't good. No love or for like the, the double Big 12 teams getting in. Yeah, I've given up on that. Let's see. <laughs> this that conference isn't good enough. I mean, Ohio State obviously fits in that too. They could prevent two SEC teams from getting in. But I've already kind of committed myself to the take that they're not making the playoff this year. So, <laughs> um, what about you? I'm gonna go. I think Oklahoma ends up being number one by the time playoff season comes around. Uh, wow. If not, if not them, then Georgia. Actually, Georgia probably number one. So I'm gonna go Georgia, Oklahoma, um, <laughs> Georgia, Oklahoma. Uh, I, I'm with you on Ohio State for whatever reason. I just I can see them dropping some games. Uh, like I also mentioned, I think this is the year Georgia gets over that Bama hump in the conference title game. Um, throw Oregon in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So yeah, give me uh, give me the give me Georgia. Oregon as the one four, and then um, which is that in the Rose Bowl this year? I'm not sure. Uh, I, th- I, I think it is for some reason. And then give me uh, Oklahoma and Clemson in the other game. Okay, and um, and what's your national title pick? Just do that quick. Who over who? Georgia over Oklahoma. Yeah, I'll go. Clemson over Oklahoma, I guess. Cool, cool. Um, okay, and then, uh, yeah, I don't know how that will work out with my seating, but whatever. Um, okay, let's do Oregon schedule really quick, and then we'll go uh, preview and get out of here, if that works. Yep, let's do it. Okay, so assuming that you have Oregon making the playoff, you have that undefeated or one loss? Either one. Uh, you know, I, I still haven't convinced myself that um, we'll win that Ohio State game, but give me a few more days. I'm sure I can do it. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I'm kind of there, man. I I don't know. It's it's tough, but I that Oregon, Ohio, I think, you know, last night went as well as possible, as we talked about for a while at the top of the show. I, I really think – 
in terms of that still being a super high profile game, Ohio State won't fall much at least from last night or if at all. Um, but they did show weakness. They did have to show some of the playbook if you buy into that sort of thing. Um, so I think Oregon yeah. can win that game. Um, I think, you know, we'll talk about Fresno State, but ultimately I look at this, I, you know, there's the first five before the bye, and I just think none of those teams are very good outside of Ohio State. Uh, and, and Fresno yeah. State, I, I think Fresno State's probably the second best team on that list. Out of um, our first five games? Yeah, I think Fresno State's probably That's a good call. Yeah. And Stanford is not that great either, I think. The only thing is Stanford's a road game. But, I, yeah. That, yeah, that hostile crowd there, too. Well, the hostile field more than anything. <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. Um, so, I think... It's, I think Ducks, you know, they're either 4-1 and one or 5-0 and oh, leaving that stretch. Has to be the expectation. Um, and then, you know, after that bye, we pick up with the Cal game. On Friday. Yeah, on Friday. That's got to be a win, you'd think, you yeah. know. I mean, lock it in. It's called, yeah. Again, it's college football, you know. Who, who exactly. knows what happens, yeah. but – if you're going through the schedule, that's got to be one you mark as a win. I look at the the three tough ones are in the back half are UCLA, Washington, and Utah. Luckily, they're all spaced out um, week on, week off kind of thing. You know, not an actual buy, but just a harder game than an easier game at home, than a harder game than an easier game at home. Um, but we've seen Wazoo scare us at home before. Um, yeah, I just think they're kind of declining under Rolo a bit. Oh, same. Yeah, that, that's what yeah. I was about to say. I don't trust Rolovich. Who knows? Maybe we'll get a forfeit win out of that one. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you. Yeah. I, I think our tough games down the stretch are really spaced out. Um, I, this, is, this is a winnable, you know, this is a runnable table, as, as nobody says. Um, Obviously, that UW game is really what will what this season hinges on. Uh, right now, I you know the Ducks are kind of looking at like a two touchdown favorite against Utah on the road. Um, we'll see how that changes throughout the year. We're but, a two touchdown favorite, you think? Yeah, I feel it. I I think I saw a line somewhere that that said that. Wow, um, well, that's good news. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I, I'm telling you, Utah is not like like people are overhyping Utah. And for the amount of like great takes that Josh Pate has and that I agree with him on, I I don't understand why people are so bullish on Utah to win the South. I really don't. Well, people love Whittingham, which you know, and yeah, I, of course, you yeah. know, I'm I'm yeah, and then it's just, I mean, it's honestly just the kind of. Um, nature of that four-team race i think i think everyone's going through the same thing we went through where usc is like you just don't want to pick because they're fraudulent always i think that's what (laughs) i mean that's what they are yeah um ucla you're like ooh, that would be a fun trendy pick but their schedule just doesn't is too hard um and then arizona state has big you know, is boomer bust with allegations over their head. 
So I think people just kind of wipe aside the Utah, you know, talent concern potentially just because they've, uh, you know, seen them overperform before. And they've brought in transfers and stuff. Like, I get that, yeah. but I don't know. Utah is like – I guess I phrased it wrong. It's not that I don't know why people are bullish on Utah. It's that I'm not buying it. Um, well, yeah. can they win the South versus are they a top 15 team is is very different things also. I think that, you know, they could be – both all those things could be true. They could win the South because USC is fraudulent and ASU crumbles. Uh, and still be, you know, in the 20 to 25 range and mm-hmm. still have Oregon be a two touchdown favorite over them. Or, I mean, we've also seen or whatever. Uh, we've seen the Pac 12 South champ be unranked before. Like, that's not out of the question either. Yeah, we saw the Pac 12 North champ be unranked last year. So, <laughs> or Pac 12 North representative, I guess I should say. <laughs> uh, uh, Okay, so the more I look at this, I mean, you know, it's like we're both kind of people that we don't like love the hot takes of just like, oh, let's just cook up some fantasy about like exactly how the Washington game goes or something. <laughs> Cause I just think you're just like, why don't you just write a, write a, you know, nonfiction or a, you know, novel about fanfic. that or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, fanfic about that. And, and you know, you're not really doing anything involving actual football. Um, so more interesting question to me is, is what is successful in this year? You know, our Vegas win total is nine, uh, nine wins. I think that's low. I think we're really should be at nine and a half bumping towards 10. I mm-hmm. think 10 is the most likely scenario. Um, if I had to rank them, I think it's probably 10 and two, nine and three, then 11 and one. Um, but you could sell me maybe that maybe that, uh, that's probably where I'm at. I think 11 and one is, is possible though, for sure. If we win that Ohio state game, especially, um, we talked with some people on Twitter. There's a big debate over, you know, what is really disappointing. At what point do you start to question crystal ball? Uh, if this isn't a good year, which is kind of crazy to me, just you know, last year was bad, but it was so such a weird year. But people were mostly thrown around. What happens if we go nine and three? Um, I think that the first thing you have to say is if we don't win the conference and lose to Washington, particularly, it's a bad year for sure. Yeah, hundred um, percent. But the let's- floor the floor of expectation has to be conference title yeah but let's say we do somehow you know we we do win the conference still but we lose to ohio state and we lose to you know utah and ucla or something like that yeah Um, we still make it out but we're we end up 10 and 3 and we're going to a new year six game and we're probably ranked somewhere around 15 to 20 yeah, I think. I think even higher than that. Yeah, I, I, yeah. closer to fifteen at least. Um, just because I don't know, man. Know, my my prop, my only good record at the end of the year. Yeah, but, it is. My only problem with this with this hypothetical is that, like, if we were to lose two conference games, where are UW's losses? 
Like, because in that scenario, even if we beat them in their place, they would still have to find another loss on their schedule. And honestly, I'm having a tough time doing that. Like, the only other, like... Oh, are you kidding me? Have you seen their road slate? Have you seen Washington play in the last five years? Dude, who are they going to lose to on this schedule, man? Callaghan? Like, I think they, really? <laughs> they could lose to anyone. They're... Dude, Washington always late night. You know, you just know there's gonna be one of these mornings you wake up or night late nights. I mean, one of these mornings you wake up and you're like, in a blur, like, oh my god, did Washington really lose last night to whoever? To All I'll say is, I I sure damn hope so, but this might be the easiest schedule in the entire conference. They'll uh-huh. you they'll they will lose one. They have they will lose one, dude. Let, real quick, let me let me run through UW's conference schedule for you. Real quick. But no, no, I, I haven't pulled up. You can run through it for the listeners. If I you will. Want, it's Cal saying. at home at Oregon yeah. State by week, UCLA at home, road at Arizona, road at Stanford, Ducks at home, ASU at home, Colorado on the road, and Wazoo at home. Well, they There's lost. Like, to Col- they lost to Colorado before on the road. They lost them for nineteen on the Colorado road. Colorado is okay. Okay, okay. no, no, okay, Ar- okay. I'll listen. Arizona State, UCLA, and I'm I'm throwing the Beavers in there too. I'm not. Those are I'm not picking them to lose all these, but one of those will be a loss. I think. Even Stanford, they all Washington always blows weird games. Yeah, that's they true. always that's true. do. You did pick them over nine, though, so, you know. Yeah. You can make well, that bet and sleep in it. Well, I <laughs> think they could beat Michigan for sure. I, I am now, you you know, I can I can see your hypothetical playing out where we go 10 and 3 and make the Rose Bowl, but whatever. We'll see. Uh, well, the, well, to be honest, I mean, regardless, I'm picking Oregon to go 10 and 2. I you know I'm probably just staying with Ohio State in that or in that game and then just saying we dropped the Utah or UCLA games. Would you I, be satisfied? A, would you be satisfied be, this season with um, completely hypothetical? I this is not a prediction, yeah. listeners. Yeah. Um, totally hypothetical. Uh, what if what if USC does boom this year and they're really good? Um, and they're a playoff team, and they beat us in the conference title, and we go to Rose Bowl in New Year's Six and win it. Are you still like? No, no, that's that's pretty. USC being good is is a disaster scenario, really. Hmm. Okay, you're not we, satisfied with with another win over Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl. I would rather go. Yeah. I would rather like let's say we go eleven and one, and we lose to USC in the conference title game, and they go to the playoff, versus going ten and two but winning the conference title. I would rather do that. Okay. Okay. Um. Or even nine and three. I don't want. I want to winning the conference is really important. I think. I agree, but it becomes a little bit less important if the team beating us in the conference title is a playoff team, which yeah. we've never really seen before. Um, yeah. 
Okay. Uh, do you want to do some do quick Fresno preview and then get out of here? Yeah, that sounds good. Fresno State. Uh, name of the game for Fresno State. As oh wait, let me plug this one more time. Uh, DailyEmerald.com, uh, and you go to the sports tab uh, and and football. The, there's a game. You know, like the the newspaper type like things that get handed out when you're walking to Otson, you see people handing them out. That's the daily Emerald. Um, That's called game day, our game day issue. Yeah. So read that. That's us. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I think the biggest threat Fresno state poses obviously has to be Ronnie rivers. Um, their senior running back. He could have gone to the league last year. He didn't. Um, they beat the crap out of UConn in week zero who UConn is like barely in, Honestly, UConn shouldn't be an FBS team. Like, they might be the worst team. Yeah, in they're FBS. really bad. Yeah. Uh, it was 31 0 at halftime. They ended up winning 45 0. Um, th- like, this is a- another Utah- UConn team um, who were named the national champions last year by the New York Times, actually. Uh, but that was because they didn't play a single game, and the Times wanted to give them kudos for avoiding coronavirus. So this is a UConn team that hadn't played a game in over 20 months. Um, that being said, like Fresno, as I started mentioning, has some players. Ronnie Rivers is their running back. He's really good. They got a decent backup running back as well. Jake Hayner is their quarterback. Some Ducks will remember him because he was at UW, um, as was their receiver, Ty Jones, both UW guys who transferred to Fresno. Uh, Hainer on a nice day, two of 26 for 331 and three touchdowns against UConn, but he did get injured in the second half. Now, I have been scouring the internet and I cannot find a single like flake of information about this injury. So I'm just going to assume that it wasn't anything serious and that Hainer will still yeah. be at quarterback against us. I heard the, uh, the field was really hot on on oh, it was. Uh, last yeah. Saturday yeah. and they and then it was just like cramps and stuff and okay the game was over I think is I think is pretty much what it was but so I'm assuming he'll be on the field as well yeah they had to issue an, advi- an advisory about um like they had a Fresno said they had a backup plan if their cleats melted which was a sincere possibility it was like 120 degrees on the field level with that turf down there yeah that's um, insane Obviously, there's some past connections. Tim DeRuiter was uh, the defense, or was the head coach at Fresno State um, for a few years. Uh, Fresno was good a couple of years back when they had Jeff Tedford. They really had that thing going. Um, they won ten games. They beat, or actually, they might have won twelve games. It, yeah, it was twelve school record in 2018 beat ASU in the Las Vegas bowl, which I saw some like Fresno fan flexing that on Twitter. Like, yeah, we can win big games. It's like, bro, it's the Las Vegas bowl. Like don't. Yeah. yeah just, yeah. Um, on defense, they run a four, two, five with the five being a, uh, I almost said joker, but they call it, Oh, they call it the Husky. Of course. Uh, it's like a safety linebacker right. hybrid. Um, the guy to watch out for there is Justin Houston. I believe he's number like 11 or 14 or something like that uh, on defense. Um, but yeah, there's like, they got some returning experience, but none of it's really that good experience. This is a team we should beat by three scores. Um, 
yeah, I, I think we win and I think we cover in this game, which the spread is 20 and a half. So if we get 21 point win, I could see is very likely. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I mean, UConn was bad last week. And despite the final score and even the halftime score, the first quarter, um, Fresno struggled a bit in. Uh, and, you know, I, UConn is just really bad. Um, but Fresno's a decent team for sure. Um, still, I think I, I agree with you ultimately. I think, you know, this game's a lot more about Oregon than Fresno, really. Um, yeah. It could get hairy a little bit if we, if we come out super slow um, and we just have those kind of first game jitters and, and struggles to, to get on the same page. Um, but overall, I think we'll, we'll, we're just too talented for them. We're kind of finally getting to that point as a team where I think we're just really, you know, are going to be able to dominate the lines versus them. Um, their O line is pretty, is pretty suspect. I think honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and obviously uh, cave on Thibodeau, the best pass rusher in the country place for Oregon for those who don't know um, so that could definitely go our way I think but you know it's it's going to be about just seeing how Anthony Brown looks um, you know hoping that the Lions at least get a really good push this weekend because if they don't get it this weekend then they don't have much of a chance to get it next weekend um seeing how we look, you know, how, how do uh, Manning and Bridges look at that second corner spot if it is going to be them mm-hmm. over DJ James in Columbus, which we don't know completely their status, but it looks like James and Jamal Hill will be back for Ohio State. That's something I think we haven't gotten the chance to talk about, maybe. Um, I think we've mentioned it, but yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, either way. You know, especially Hill being back is a big thing. Um, I forget when the last time we recorded, honestly, given my past week of <laughs> yeah, yeah. craziness. Um, but regardless, you know, it's, it's really about Oregon in this game. Um, it'll be about Brown. It'll be fun to see the wide receivers, especially the young guys, Thornton, uh, Brevard, and, and a lot of Franklin. He got the start. Um, we do have a depth chart we got since our last recording, too. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't a ton that was super surprising on there. Uh, really yeah. nice to see Franklin um, and where Hudson, I think um, but those yeah. are the biggest takeaways. Yeah. 100%. Another small thing was Swinson was, but was not behind a uh, cave on it. Joker. He was behind Funa and Jackson at the other spot, which was mm. kind of interesting. Um, that was yeah. a small thing that I didn't see as many people think touch on, but I could only barely get Twitter to load. I couldn't, week during it so uh, i was texting charlie because i could i had cell service so i was texting i was like i'm sitting on the oregon death chart organizational chart page and the image won't load because of my internet <laughs> I, I sat there refreshing it for like 20 minutes and then it finally loaded. i like screenshot it and i provide me entertainment without internet for the next like <laughs> few hours um but uh Anyways, th- you know, this is a game. Hopefully Oregon wins by, by you know, at least three scores um, or at least two, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. And then 
you know, we'll do our, our pod. We'll probably wait to do this pod until after Clemson, Georgia, because it's that game is such an important, uh, important one for the entire sport. Um, and then we'll get our rewatch in, you know, Sunday and stuff. And that's when the, the really important stuff will come out of this game really is, is on a rewatch, I think more so than, than just seeing it live. Um, and hopefully yeah. there'll be a bunch of young guys in there at the end too. If, if we do pull mm-hmm. ahead, we'll maybe we'll get to see Ty Thompson throw some passes and, uh, see seven McGee, uh, or Byron Cardwell get some runs. And so should be a fun opening to the season. I think Fresno State's just good enough of a team for this to not be a complete walkthrough kind of FCS matchup like this yeah. Sony Burton will be. Um, they'll, push, <laughs> they'll push us for some times. Their offense is capable. We'll have to show up and, and play well. But at the same time, I'm not you know overly anxious about a, a potential upset brewing. Okay. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I got too. Um, these people are like inside my apartment right now. So, um, I'm gonna have to take off, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that's all we really got on that. Um, so yeah, go read, go read my opponent preview, go read whatever Reed decides to post in the next few days. Uh, and go Ducks. Go Ducks.